times I feel old like I'm going out of style So I turn down the music on my FM dial I beg of you to come and listen for a while And look at this wonderful world through the eyes of a child This is my What's up everyone? You are now listening to the Summit State of Mind The podcast of Dream Shakes and Step Backs And everything Houston Rockets I am your host, your point guard, Kenny And of course, I could not start a podcast without introducing my brother and tag team partner, Justin. I am elated that just like the NBA, we too are back. Justin, how are you feeling now? I am feeling quite excited. I mean, I could literally do a swanton bomb right off the top rope and go unscathed. That's crazy. We are officially 35 seconds in before wrestling reference. I love it. Most exclamation of wonder. I had to be the one to reference it first. I just couldn't help myself. <laughs> and here I told myself, dude, we're gonna try to we're gonna try to minimize our wrestling talk. That's never gonna happen. <laughs> NWO. That has nothing to do with anything. All right. <laughs> All right, guys. The boys are back. We're back in town. We're we're here. We're here. This is uh formerly known as the three two zone which was our original podcast back in uh, 2015. I know we made a lot of noise. Can you believe that? 2015, basically five years ago. That was when Dwight Howard, James Harden, Corey Brewer. That's Josh another Smith one. Smith was that's in the starting one. lineup. Oh, Terrence Jones was still a member of the Houston Rockets. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, got my boy Chris here. Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he totally helped us out. I needed it. Yeah, that's right. We had a, that, was, that was the squad. Oh, Pablo Prigioni. Shout out to Julio because I know he loves Pablo. Um, that was when we first started our our podcast back in 2015. I think we jumped we jumped to the playoffs. I think at that point we were close to it. Yeah, we started on game one of the first round against the Mavs, from what I remember. But that was a very very good and exciting playoff run. Yeah, I agree. Like uh, it was great, and uh, we were definitely we were great. Like we were a great team, and we were on it. But obviously we fell in the Western Conference Finals to the Warriors, the bane of our existence anyways. Um, But yeah. We've we've literally been eliminated by them four of the last five years. (sighs) Well, (laughs) what a great start to the podcast. (laughs) But yeah, no, this is basically what we are. are, uh, Five years, we did it sporadically throughout the sporadically um i think up to like 20 gosh maybe 2017 2018 and then we took like a hiatus basically we're back now i'm we revamped our entire podcast uh basically for y'all and for the houston rockets and the impending return of the nba season Uh, that's right can i can i get a woo woo (laughs) thanks guys i needed that and uh yeah with with that return comes with a new name uh we don't run three two zones anymore in our uh when we when we hoop anyways so uh, i thought we we might as well change that and uh so what is the source of our name might you ask the summit state of mind justin what's summit the summit is basically where the Rockets won their two championships in 1994-95. It was their home from about the 19 what some point in the 1970s all the way through 2003, the very first year of Yao Ming, and then that summer is when they made the move to Toyota Center. Um, yes, the summit. Pleasant, pleasant memories of just winning. That was where winning happened That's for the right. Rockets. I think we need that i think we also kind of need that maybe that mantra and that mindset and uh with mantra and mindset comes with a state of mind and that's why i thought that would sound perfect um i mean it makes it literally sound like we're in a rap album 
which is great. I mean, that's what I was going for. Okay, uh, then. Yeah. Luke City was uh, Luke City would be proud. Yeah, Dia Beats is up in here oh producing them beats. Oh my goodness gracious! <laughs> 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 oh man, yeah, what is it? H uh, o h o u s t o n. Um, Houston. <laughs> And that's basically what it is. It's uh, it's the Summit State of Mind. It's a brand new podcast, a podcast that uh, that is very near and dear to our hearts. We're happy to come back, and we're happy to be back with y'all. And uh, we hope you and guys enjoy. So as we talk about it, we're going to dive into it now. And uh, we're basically just going to discuss what's what's happened. The year's twenty twenty. Oh my god, <laughs> we have a lot that we have to definitely discuss. We have to discuss the uh, the pandemic. And the closing of the NBA season, which uh, took place on March 11th, the season was basically on hiatus. Um, I know I can tell you exactly where I was. I wasn't even in this country when uh, when the season shut down. I was in uh, New Zealand with my lovely wife, uh, visiting her family, and uh, we got news. I remember vividly. We were in Wanaka, which is a city in New Zealand, and we were basically, I think we were resting, and then I just get a tweet: Rudy Gobert gets the tests positive for coronavirus and then uh an hour later tom hanks tests positive for coronavirus and i was like all right well that that that's about it right there it's like, well it's, it's about to get real up in here yeah justin where, where were you i know we weren't in the same country so where were you when uh when you um, heard when i got the, the when i got the tweet when the Woj tweet the Woj bomb is what we say yes, came Woj. down um i was at work i had just gotten off work and i was sipping on my literally my first beer and i read the tweet and i was like oh Wow, Rudy Gobert got it right after literally the day before he was touching everyone's mics. And then within probably like 30 minutes to an hour, the season was canceled. And that was just like, wow, this got really real. Like everything was just – it was bizarre. It felt like we were in a in a world that just did not make sense because, you know, for as long as we've lived, sports has always been a pillar of our life. Like it's been literally – in the central of everything of what we do and how we enjoy things you know so in that sense it was crazy it felt like uh, i lost a part of myself when the season went down um it was just so different but it also to be honest with you couldn't have come at a better time for the rockets considering that we were on a slide at that point oh yeah that's uh and the slide was uh absolutely real uh i think uh we think back on it james harden was probably on some of the worst stretch of his entire career up at that point, at least uh, as a rocket. And with that said, like it was a difficult time, obviously. Um, thank God. Um, my family's safe. Our family is safe. I mean, Justin, we're brothers, our family's safe. Our friends are all healthy and that's, that's great. And with that said, like, let's go ahead and just talk about, um, the season being on hiatus. Basically it took about, I'm going to say three, through two and a half months, two and a half months, roughly, maybe almost three months, until the the grand news of the return of the NBA. Uh, July 30th was ex- is expected right now to be the target date of the opening games. July 30th through August 14th is going to be the seeding games, and how that's going to work is there's basically going to be eight games uh, played for 22 teams in total, the 16 teams, eight teams in the West and eight teams in the East. They're basically going to, they're already slotted into the playoffs right now, and they're allowing six teams within the bubble, basically, that are, you know, they're close enough to the playoffs to where this they can still make it in to give those teams a chance. So in total, 22 teams are going to be in this bubble in Disney World, the greatest bubble in the world, might I add, probably one of my favorite places. <laughs> the happiest bubble. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, the happiest bubble in the world. A little bit of the bubbly. You know, I, I, I absolutely, like, I would, gosh, it made me wish I was an NBA player. So you're basically in this bubble. You're, li- you're going to be living in Disney World. It's going to be in the worldwide 
uh, I think worldwide complex of uh, ES- uh, sponsored by ESPN. And basically, so the seeding games are going to take place from July 30th on August 14th. August 15th through 16th is going to be the play in tournaments. August 17th, the playoffs are expected to begin. Uh, on August 30th, they're actually going to allow family and guests of the teams to arrive at that moment, which is uh, which is going to be great. I think the teams are going to need that. They're basically going to be about maybe a month and a half in without their family and friends, so I think that's pretty cool. Uh, from August 31st to September 13th is going to be the conference semifinals, with, and then September 15th through September 28th is going to be the conference finals, and then from September 30th to August 13th is going to be the NBA finals. Justin, I just have to ask, how weird is it that we are going to be playing basketball, not just basketball, but the most important basketball of the season, uh, basically the playoffs, in August? Like that's my birthday. Like that's that that's rest time. You would have never thought that you would get to possibly watch a Houston Rockets playoff game on your birthday. That was more so set for baseball season. Yeah. So the fact that this is like super it's just unprecedented. This is just it's it's something that we can kind of um enjoy for what it is. I mean, it's going to be such a different scene. We're going to not see any crowds. It's going to be very very different, but the fact that it's at a different point in time, we get to enjoy it differently. Like, can you imagine, like, sitting out by the pool Labor Day and watching NBA playoffs? Did you really think that would be? Never. I would never think that that would be because that's basically going to, if I'm looking at the calendar correctly, it's going to be the conference semifinals. Now, just to give people perspective, uh, in 2019, the Rockets were facing the Warriors in the conference semifinals. The year before that, 2018, we were facing the Jazz in the conference semifinals. Like, this is like, these are the biggest games of the entire year in August, September, and October, which is basically saved for baseball at that moment. Baseball and the start of NFL. Absolutely. So it's just, it's going to be the weirdest thing. Now you have no fans. You're hearing so much about it. And we're definitely going to devote uh, an entire episode to it. We're going to talk about uh, the pandemic. We're gonna we're gonna really dive into it, and uh, we're gonna devote a whole episode to it. Um, but just kind of let you all know, like, um, there's gonna they're they're thinking about doing crowd noise through NBA 2K, which I think is ridiculous. I think that's I want to hear the conversations. I want to hear PJ Tucker yeah. yell at all of his teammates. <laughs> I want to hear what James Harden says when he gets upset when he miss when he misses a defensive assignment. I want to see stuff like that. That's what I want to hear. Because I mean, when we play basketball. We will talk. We'll hear things, you know. But I want to hear what the professionals say. I want to hear code words. I want to hear plays. I want to hear everything, you know, because I want, I want to dig deep. Like, I want to understand what these guys are doing, how they're doing it, and what's processing through their mind. If we get to see that, we get to dig into something that we never would have thought we could ever possibly hear. You know, it feels kind of like where – you know when the camera follows like you know you were like the undertaker documentary we're seeing stuff in the background this is something That's that right, we get yeah. to kind of get type of insight yeah. that we never thought we'd get and that is the thing that intrigues me the most about what's happening with the nba season well isn't that great like if you think about it the only thing that's been constant since this entire pandemic uh sport wise would have been wwe mm-hmm. and aw and if you think about it like with no fans, you're you're hearing them talk. Like you're hearing things. Like yep. even if it's not a, even if it's in character, quote unquote. If it's kayfabe, quote unquote. They're still talking to each other, and you can hear it. Exactly. That's kind of the moment where they call out the spot. So basically, Kenny, are you telling me where to set the screen? Is that the spot? 
That is the exact spot. I'm going to tell you to set the screen on the left, and I'm going to drive, and I'm going to kick it to the shooter, which is you. I think this turned from uh, you know a spot to a shoot. Yeah, we went oh, there. Oh, my goodness. Dude, I love <laughs> – if there's any lingo in the world that I love, it's wrestling lingo. It's – the absolute greatest lingo in the world, in my opinion. I'm no, Kenny, we're going to have an episode. We are going to educate the people about wrestling lingo. We're going to have segues of little mini episodes that will go away from basketball to show the people of how well-versed we are. Which is basically what we're doing right now. Exactly. <laughs> they weren't ready for this, though. No, they're not ready. They're not ready for the segue. They're not ready for the high spots. No, no, definitely They're not, not ready for it. <laughs> So, but yeah, like, exactly. And that's basically what, what's been going on with um, the NBA. And, man, there's there's a whole lot more we're going to go into. Um, we got news yesterday on Kyrie Irving and the whole comments on on social issues. And that's a whole other subject that we're going to dive into on another episode. It, it's a lot, obviously, to, to, to come back to the – to come back, to put the NBA back. But I have confidence – I have confidence that they're going to find a way to bring it back, and uh, I know it's going to happen, and I'm ready for that quest for another championship. Yeah, I, w- I want it to be to the point where the players are comfortable. Um, I'd like to believe that the NBA will have all the correct parameters and everything um, around made, making sure the safety of the players is first. Absolutely. And that's what we want. Is I don't want anything to be jeopardized. Um, we want it to be a full-fledged healthy nba playoffs because you don't want it to be like where giannis lebron james harden um get to the point where one of them contracts it geez knock on wood you know yeah in that sense where one of those guys have to leave and it could could change the complete complexity of the playoffs that is not what we want yeah we want want everyone to be fully healthy and everyone where we can get everyone's best shot Absolutely. You want every you want the stars and and it's not a and you know we're not going to knock the role players. They're definitely, you know, they're all definitely needed as well, but I feel like there's already an asterisk as it is. Mm-hmm. You don't want it to get tempered even worse if a Giannis or a LeBron exactly do go out. Yeah, you right? don't want it in that sense. If we're going to earn it this year as much, you know, of course, I'm not going to complain whether anything happens, we win it, we win based on the circumstances. But at the same time, I want us to do it with our best foot forward and everyone else's best foot forward. That's, right. That's a pride type thing. Yeah. In any other season, I wouldn't care. Considering how the Warriors won many championships based on injuries to Kyrie, to Beverly, who else? Uh, wasn't Kevin Love out in one of the playoffs? Yes, and they and then... beat Kawhi in the conference finals with the Spurs because Kawhi got hurt. Remember, yes, they were up exactly. by twenty. So there's there, there's a whole th- that that is a whole thing. And it, Absolutely. So of course, uh, these circumstances are different. And I always told Justin, if the Rockets are going to win a title, it's <laughs> probably going to be under these circumstances uh, exactly i mean considering <laughs> the age of the team yeah. you got a pj tucker who's like 35 you got russell westbrook at 31 james harden at 30 these guys are on their last legs and considering the fact that this is possibly a lost year with the three months off which is basically in a whole off season for them it allows them to revamp their body to get rest and to take care of it for this mini stretch run of about two and a half months of basketball and this is perfect for a guy like james harden who has been basically been blown up if we're going to use wrestling terms in that Ooh, sense yes he was blown uh, up as soon as he got to know, the ring where he gets, he's tired you know like <laughs> he has to carry the team mike d'antoni plays him too many minutes in that sense um which is why like this is very ideal this is very conducive to the success of the houston rockets in the sense of us being able to play as a complete unit like the fact that harden is healthy westbrook's healthy you got a covington who is fresh 
who what did you say ken what did he do over the oh uh, the, yeah the so break? during the last so i heard during the last dance especially you know that's been the topic in terms of basketball anyways so uh the last should dance do a last dance episode oh dude I, I would love to do a last dance episode um i'm sure we will at some point <laughs> but uh yeah so what was cool is i found out that robert covington ended up uh molding his game after pippen apparently got pippen's number and contacted pippen and basically picked his brain on how he can be um a better player because they, their size is similar their length is similar um and basically they're contributing ultimately to the to the main star which would be you know James Harden and by no means am I saying Robert Covington is in the same realm as Scottie Pippen but it's definitely a good starting point and I definitely believe that if uh, if that is who you're going to try to mold your game after more power to you because Co- Covington can definitely play that role absolutely at his at his uh, length and height and considering the fact that defense is his strongest suit it's something that he can capitalize on because what do they say Great defense leads to great offense. So considering the fact that he's already in the top in the league in steals, he can definitely be someone that can lead a fast break. If he adds that element into his game, that can open things up for guys like Westbrook, a Harden, a Daniel House who likes to run the floor as well, you know, or kick out, you know, with Rivers trailing, Eric Gordon trailing, you know, those are the type of things that will be a completely different wrinkle to this offense considering that Harden and Westbrook will predominantly hold the ball but in those moments like that where you get to run a three-on-two fast break against teams that are that might not have as good transitional defense Covington is a great weapon to have because he can see over most of the players that's right Justin and speaking of things you should see you should see my best friend's streetwear label day off tired of the same old anime tees Tired of the mall core look? Don't you want to see some older, classic animes getting love? Well, be sure to check out the brand Day Off for your retro anime goods from animes like Macross and Neon Genesis Evangelion to Cowboy Bebop and My Hero Academia. Day Off is your source for anime-induced graphic mayhem. Use code DAYOFFSUMMIT, I'll say it again, DAYOFFSUMMIT for a 10% off discount at dayoff.shop. That's D-A-Y-O-F-F dot shop. Can I get a plus ultra? Plus ultra! Well, that was fun. I got to do my first ad. That was that was pretty cool. Welcome back to uh, the Summit State of Mind, and uh, yeah, that was uh, how exciting was that? Did you enjoy it? That was uh, amazing. I literally felt like I was in the middle of an ad, like it was something that was unexpected. Who am I kidding, Kenny? I expect perfection out of you. <laughs> oh, nerds. Okay, Kenny, all right. Perfection, Mr. Perfect. Okay, uh, as we move on, we're going to talk about uh, the roster now and the, and the record that the Rockets were at basically before the season was shut down. Um, the Rockets were sitting on a 40-24 and 24 record. They were tied for fifth place in the West, but I think uh, head-to-head record-wise had them going down to a six. So currently they're actually the sixth seed right now. Um with that said, uh, let's go ahead and start reviewing the the players to kind of bring back what people forgot, which is basically going to be you know the roster right now. So let's go ahead and discuss that. So right now we have uh, total: James Harden, Russell Westbrook, we have Daniel House, 
P.J. Tucker, Robert Covington, which are the starters, and then you're going to have the bench brigade, which is Eric Gordon, uh, old man Austin Rivers, uh, Ben McLemore, you got the Mr. Tabo, Tabo Cephalosha, you got Jeff Green, Damare Carroll, and uh, Tyson Chandler, and Hardenstein, who's I think in the G League right now, and uh, Bruno Caboclo, and that's basically going to be players that we think will try to make an impact for the most part. So with that said, Justin, let's discuss that right now. James Harden. Um, well, okay, we, we've all seen the pictures on Twitter of the Harden that has significantly lost weight in order to um, – he, he, even though he will need to build up his strength, he did do a good job of strengthening his core. You know, you could see it. He lost a ton of weight, but also it's going to help him in the long run considering the beating that his body did take. And the thing about it is also he has such great uh, footwork. Um, he's able to work on that and – the fact that he's lighter, he'll be lighter on his feet, he'll be able to build a little more speed going downhill. So his first step can actually be a bit quicker. You know, he might not have built up, he doesn't have the athleticism as others, but he does have the craftiness and the footwork in order to get there. The fact that he did lose a bit amount of weight gives him that advantage, especially going to the playoffs. They expect when, you know, they're expecting a step back, he might be able to come up with some counter and just drive right by them. Think about it, you know? Like, it opens up so many things for them. And the fact that there is no more Capella, there is no PNR um, type of play for him to succeed, he's going to have to be a bit more creative with his first step or in any way to get uh, to the rim. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's right. And with that weight loss, I think ultimately that this weight loss is good for him. He was a little... In my opinion, from what I saw, especially towards the end of the season, he was overweight. Uh, he was on the worst stretch of his career, so I'm happy that he was able to lose some weight, kind of, kind of open up his his quickness in a way to kind of um, show, because he is kind of he's getting up there, not getting up there in age, but he's supposed to at this point supposed to be hitting his prime. Yeah. So I'm happy that he's going to regain that quickness, and and he needs to to to, to live in this offense that Mike D'Antoni has created, mm-hmm. especially with Robert Covington playing the center. Yes. It's small ball. You're going to run and gun, and you're especially with um you know segueing into our next player which is going to be Russell Westbrook and if you're going to be able if you're going to be able to keep up with anybody you need to keep up with Russell Westbrook Justin this is the first uh season of Russell Westbrook he was traded for Chris Paul uh in two th- uh, basically 2019 last year in July and um he's basically our second star now along with Harden uh how how do you think he's been since uh his first season here He's played actually very, very well, considering that they have sat him um, on back-to-backs. They've put him in situations where he can succeed. They've literally made the trade in order to help him succeed With when they traded Capella to bring in Covington. Um, it was meant to enhance his game in the sense to spread him with four players that can shoot the ball from three yep. and allow him to get to the paint at will. Um, when they play small, other teams will have to play to us. So in that sense, Russell Westbrook is going to be Russell Westbrook unleashed. You know, like Django Unchained. We got Westbrook Unchained. You he know, Unchained, Unchained. I just thought of Unchained Melody. Yeah, me too. I thought about that song, it's a but great I mean song. that had nothing to do with this. But it, it is a beautiful song. Nothing to do song. with it, but I loved it. Yes. I love that song. But I mean, you know, Westbrook in general is just someone that definitely compliments Harden in the sense of energy because Harden is that is the guy that's complete opposite definitely different from the player that we traded for Chris Paul in a sense um 
polar opposite in terms of a not not really much of a shooter, but but just the undeniable will to get to the rim and and nobody stopping him. No center in the league is gonna stop Russell Westbrook from getting to the rim, and he's made a living this season as a Rocket to help create one of the most, if not the most efficient year of his entire career because of it. Um, he minimized his three-point shooting, maximized his paint, uh, you know, his paint scoring because of uh, no Capella. So with that said, uh, we're going to move on now to uh, Daniel House now. So Daniel House right now is the starting small forward. Um, yeah, I, in my personal opinion, I'm not sold. I'm not sold on House. I would completely understand. Yeah. But in order for players to grow they need to give him that type of um, what's it called that spot in order for him to succeed he's gonna have to falter look at him last year in the playoffs against was it last year or two years ago against golden state when when he played excuse me he did not play very well he was actually someone since they sent him down in order to not to pay him fully yeah unfortunately that's, right. that's what happened yeah and with that was why his slide but at the same time it was probably good for him you know, he had to learn. He had to not succeed in that sense to show him what it really took to be that guy. That's right. And I think because of that experience, it allowed him to grow. Um, I don't know whether he'll be that guy. We don't need a fully realized, quote-unquote, Daniel House. But we just need someone that will be solid defensively, who can switch, who will stay in front of his man, and someone who will shoot and hit hopefully 38 to 42% from three. Is That's what we need from him. I think what we need from him, and I agree with you in that sense, uh, we need him to shoot around 40% from three. But I think another big point here is uh, his size, since he does have size and we're not, we don't have a true center. I think House does need to get, he needs to get into that paint more and help get rebounds, especially uh, the whole team as a whole. They need to go for more gang rebounding more in the sense. Um, so since they're, since House needs to improve, in my opinion, in those areas, hopefully he can do that. Um, when the season starts rolling around, and I heard, and I did see a recent picture of him. He's bulked up. He's yeah. got muscle. He's added muscle, which is great. I'm really happy to see that. Uh, I have nothing but uh, good vibes towards him. So hopefully he can do well. And with that said, let's move on to the other forward, uh, one of the most underrated players in the entire league. The man who's never won a Defensive Player of the Year. The the Tuck Wagon. Oh the, yeah. The most unsung hero in the league, in my opinion, basically. Uh, PJ Tucker, Justin. Um. P.J. Tucker, you're the original advocate. You are the Paul Heyman to uh, P.J. Tucker's Brock Lesnar. So. Oh, 100%. <laughs> I was always the P.J. Tucker guy. And shout out to his brand, The Better Generation. Got a shirt uh, from them. He is the spokesperson. And I don't know if he's the owner. But, yeah, it's COVID-19 awareness, guys. I would love if P.J. Tucker would allow us to uh, do an ad for him. I mean, I mean, if you want to – you don't even need to pay me, P.J. If you want to just donate us a shirt, I'd be happy to, to give – Y'all, shout out. <laughs> yes, yes, of course. But, I mean, you know, in the, in the sense of PJ, like the way his style of play, and back in the day, too, he was also the hardened stopper. We need that type of player um, to bring that energy. That's why I feel like him and Westbrook are so, like, crucial for the type of temperament that we need surrounding Harden. We need players that are fiery. Tucker himself is just such a fiery player. He doesn't back down from anybody. KD even said that he is the best perimeter defender in basketball. Definitely. Um, he the the I think the only tough thing with him is is, is his minutes. Um, that's why they went out and got all these swing men, which is basically going to transition into my the next player, uh, our center Robert Covington. Uh, we basically acquired him through trade uh, with 
uh, trading Clint Capello away, an injured Clint Capello, might I add, for Robert Covington. Um, Justin, you are another another advocate, another advocate, another Paul Heyman advocate. You can basically build a team with all the with all this talent you have with uh, Robert Covington. So, Justin, how do we uh, feel about Robert Covington, former Rocket, actually? Yes. Back in 20, uh, 2013 to 2014, we actually released him, right? Yes. For Troy Daniels. So how are we feeling about a fully realized Robert Covington returning to Houston now and playing for this team? I, I feel like literally it was a homecoming. <laughs> but I mean, in the I'm sense... coming home again. There you go. For for Covington, I feel like he was the player that... he. You know how we said we needed a Trevor Ariza, a type of player like that in the sense, to help us succeed in 2018. I think that, that was the piece that we were missing. Yeah, and that's another thing I might yeah. add. Like, uh, it was... I think the big thing that we were missing in 2019 was uh, his the defense that Trevor Reza provided, but also the box-out ability to get rebounds, and that's yes. what Robert Covington's for. Yes, Covington has that length, the wingspan, in order to get up there. Um, the fact that he can fight, he knows, and he's also very—he's polished, which is what we really need surrounding these type of players. We need someone like that that can, that can guard one through five. He has the quickness, the length, and he can also get up. You know, we, like, we've already said that. But the one thing that he does super duper well in this offense is shoot the three. He finds himself in the right spots whenever Harden or Westbrook have the ball. If he needs to be in the corner, he will be there. He will, he, if you notice when he plays, he will always find lanes to help them get to him. You know, He'll get to that angle that Westbrook will find him always. Yeah. And he's, he shot the ball so well when he first came. So I feel like... When we get to the playoffs, his shooting will be so crucial. Oh, it'll be so vital. And uh, and for and speaking in terms of a player that's not afraid to shoot, he is not afraid to to throw that you know to throw that ball in the air. He's definitely he knows what his role is in this offense. It's a uh, Trevor. It really is truly Trevor Reza on steroids. A, a, definitely a younger Trevor Reza. Um, for Covington's sake, uh, I would like for him to maybe improve a little bit more on ball handling. Um, so maybe alleviate that a quick drive here and there, um, to kind of just throw different looks at teams. But, um, that's basically the starting five of the Houston Rockets. That's the squad that they're going to basically be rolling with in Orlando, uh, when the NBA returns. And, uh, with that said, let's now dive into the bench brigade. Uh, Eric Gordon, (sighs) Eric Gordon, E.G., Mr. He's, I've never committed a foul in my life. He's like the guy. Eric that, Gordon. He, he's, he's the one that's just, he is the wild card. Because the team kind of goes based on where he goes. Like when he shoots the ball well, we win. When he shoots terribly, he takes a lot of those shots. And he will try to shoot us in the game and out of the game. I'm not saying in the sense that it's bad. Because he does such a great job naturally. And he he pushes so hard too in that sense. Um for our team, I think that he plays so well. He fits seamlessly. But for us to really succeed, he's going to have to be smart in his decisions of when to shoot and when not to shoot. He's pretty – and I don't think you're going to teach an old dog new tricks. I mean, Gordon is who he is. He's, uh, he's a new, He can be an erratic player at times. Um, well, let's also give him credit that he's a yeah, good defender. No. Oh, yeah, no, I would never take that away from him. I would never take that away from him. He's such an underrated defender. Definitely probably one of the most underrated defenders in the league. I mean, you know, give him kudos for at least trying. You know, he does get in, he does stay in front of his def, uh, in front of the offensive player, which is, you know, which is basically what defense is. So I'm I'm hoping that Gordon can do well. In, in his defense, he's actually lost 12 pounds to alleviate the knee problem, which is wonderful, which is great. I'm so happy. E.G., you lost the weight. You're not the, the butterball that you were when the season ended. 
I know he's not a representation of Indiana. Ooh, I went oh, there. Oh, man. Come on now. Hoosiers. I love it. I love it, man. Danny Granger. Uh, and moving on to the next player, uh, Austin Rivers. Uh, old a, man, Rivers. Rivers. <laughs> I love Austin Rivers. My goodness. And even though he's not... He's not a special player. I mean, that's I'm. He's not like a. I'm. You know, I'm talking in terms of like you know being a star. Obviously, he's not a star. He doesn't turn the needle. But he doesn't. But that's. But you need an Austin Rivers. I think you can use an Austin Rivers on any team. Absolutely. The way he like as a as a point guard, someone that can handle. He does make good decisions in his minutes from what from when he started to where he is now. Like he's grown so much in this offense, and you can tell that he's very comfortable. He's not afraid to take any risks but if you've noticed his risks are very calculated for this team defensively he's been very solid offensively he does a great job of handling the rock when Harden needs time off the ball or Westbrook you know he's done a great job um like the fact that he is a veteran now bodes well for us con- considering that he is a smarter player now you know that's right i think i think for Austin Rivers he is a great role player, a perfect role player for this team who plays who plays decently on offense and defense. And like I said before, you could use an Austin Rivers on any team. So I'm really excited about that. Um, here's here we go, the Joe Green replacement, Mr. Ben McLemore. Ben McLemore. I was such a big, shooter. I was a big fan of that signing. That to be you were. With you. I think Julio I was too. Yeah, like I, I I truly felt like he could improve um, his shooting with us, and he really has. Honestly, he's another player that's not afraid to shoot the rock. Really, basically all the players except for maybe Westbrook, these players should not be afraid to shoot. Like they know that this is the set offense, and he's not afraid to shoot. Ben yeah. McLemore is a sharp is a sharp shooter. Absolutely. So, yeah, Ben McLemore, another great player. I think he'll be really beneficial for us in the playoffs. Um, here we go, Tabo Cephalosha. Tabo. The yeah, return he, he, of the Oklahoma is, City Thunder. He is someone that I feel like will not crack the rotation, to be honest with you. Yeah. Because I feel like the, the other guy that you'll probably mention later on will probably be getting his minutes. Tabo is a uh, Tabo is a. I was always a big fan of his. You know, I love my, you know I love my defensive players. Uh, he tries, and uh, I, love, <laughs> I love him for that. Participation but, uh, trophy. A participation trophy, man. I feel like everyone. I feel like every one of us should get participation trophies. I think I have five sitting in my room right now. <laughs> But uh, that's I, I just realized that's basically, you know, you didn't do well, but here you go. Um, here we go. We're going to move on to another signing. Actually, signing in the middle of the season because he was waived. Uh, actually, oh, wait, no, he wasn't. Uh, Jeff Green. Jeff Green is uh, basically was assigned. He was signed in the middle of the season. Uh, another swing man added to the team. And uh, what do you think about him? He's someone that gives us a lot of options. He's also another very solid defender. He was someone that played very well in Utah and in Cleveland. But the thing about him is that he he is probably more inconsistent than the likes of the other players. He's going to be someone that will definitely keep us in a game if he's shooting the ball well. But he's also someone that can make dumb choices and also be a detriment. You never know. I really honestly feel like if he does play, D'Antoni will have a very short leash on him, just like uh, Luke in 2018 when Luke was coming off the injury or Ryan Anderson, you know, yeah, he's going to have right. a very short leash in the playoffs, but he will be someone that can probably affect a game or two. And in, in a sense, if Jeff Green doesn't end up getting these minutes, they might have to test out this next player who we also acquired in the middle of the season, Damari Carroll. 
Damari uh, Carroll is a great defensive player, so a defensive player that I really that I enjoyed watching. We had him before, and uh, we have him right now. He's a decent three-point shooter. Uh, how are we feeling about Damari Carroll now as a Rocket? Honestly, I, I honestly I really liked Damari Carroll more than Jeff Green. I, agree. I feel like Jeff Green did more in his short time playing and getting minutes. Carroll was someone that kind of flamed out in Brooklyn. He did not play very much, but he was no. always someone. He was a very key cog in those um, those years of. Uh, who was it in Atlanta? Yeah, the, the yeah. Holzer led helpful. Hawks. He Absolutely. was very key player. He was a starter alongside Horford and Joe Johnson, I believe, at that point. Or if Joe Johnson was still there, I do not. No, no, he was not. I don't believe. Uh, I might not have been. That might have been the Jeff Teague era. Yes, yes, yeah, the Jeff yes, Teague era yes, yes, yes. with uh, Al Horford. Yes, it was. Uh, I hope the best for Demario Carroll. I'm a big fan of his. Um, I don't recall him getting many minutes. No, he uh, only played. Yeah. He only played. Uh, what's it called? Uh, What's it called? Garbage time minutes? Yeah, he's kind of more or less an insurance player. They seem to be giving all these minutes to Jeff Green. Um, I'm going to trust D'Antoni on it, but, I mean, you know, yeah, we'll, I, we'll see. I do <laughs> think that Green showed more energy on the floor. He did, he Damari did. has more of a calm type play. Jeff Green plays more erratic. It's going to be playing in the sense of energy. So, in that sense, he's probably someone that will help turn the needle for us in that sense. I'll say perfect. I'll say this uh, well, perfect uh, insurance. That's basically what you have Jeff Green and Demario Carroll for. It's basically taking uh, what's made other teams very successful, just have a, a ton of swingmen with length, mm-hmm. and that's basically what they're there for. Um, here, I'll talk about the last player here that we'll, we, that we will talk about, uh, Tyson Chandler. Uh, another big man, another big man veteran. Uh, played played a fair amount of minutes in the beginning of the seasons really kind of slipped off really just been more of a mentor kind of yes, a locker room yes. presence what do you He'll, think about he him? will only play in certain series like if we end up playing a team like utah or oklahoma city yeah, where they have Steven a center Adams. that stays that's, that's right. on the court a lot of the time he will be someone that will get some key 10 to 12 to 15 minutes if it gets that far you know in the sense of playing against a steven adams or rudy gobert he's going to be there to give this the height but he will also give james harden a lob threat in an under emergency he won't really have to use that with chandler but it does give him that extra option when and he's I, going to paint yeah and i i agree and i and i think that with the season abruptly ending it's everyone is essentially recharging right i'm seeing nothing but great things from the from the houston side i don't I don't know how every other other NBA player is well. I, I think uh, Jokic lost like 50 pounds, I think. He's like a stick now. and uh, But I can only really tell you what's been going on, on the Houston front. Uh, Rivers said that the he they have a yoga. They do yoga sessions, virtual yoga sessions every morning um, to basically keep the team tight. And uh, Westbrook's been gaining muscle weight in terms of uh, in terms of you know battling in the paint, which is it's great. Basically like they're basically when, all adjusting. Yeah, they're adjusting to how they're going to play. It's an off season, exactly. Yeah, it's in, such you know, an like like Westbrook and Harden are basically doing what Jordan did for the Bad Boys Pistons. I mean, granted, Harden's doing the opposite, but he's adjusting his body to help him have success where he's been struggling. I think the strength will always be there. I think the strength yes, will 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 always be there regardless. The lower body strength, which I think is still there. I mean, Harden's still got the caboose. He's going to yeah, use I mean, it. The, the caboose <laughs> is loose. And and that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, this is what the teams have done. Like I said earlier, uh, Covington reaches out to Scottie Pippen, trying to study his game from the last dance. 
uh, Eric Gordon lost 12 pounds. Like these players, they're 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 using this off season, this quote unquote off season, as almost like a a way to cheat forward going into the you know basically going to the playoffs, which is great. That's 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 what you should do. This is never most likely if if, if this is the last time COVID makes an impact like this, this may be the last time they'll ever get something like this again. Exactly. So you this should is, take that as an opportunity. This is going to be right? very crucial for an older team like us. Absolutely. For a team like like us, LA. There, this is this rest is very crucial for everybody. Like you, think about a team like the Clippers, Kawhi and PG, two players that have extensive injury history. You know, so for them, it's going to be it's very crucial for the way that they took the off season. That's right. Us. You know? That's right. And you can only wish that you had this in uh, 2018. But yeah, that's for Chris, another day. <laughs> Chris, Chris Paul would have. Extremely oh benefited. Oh, Chris from Paul! You something know, in this sense. I, I will be the first to say it. Uh, I still miss Chris Paul. We're going to save that for another episode. And I know my brother misses him too, but we do miss Chris Paul. And it's to take nothing away from Russell Westbrook. And I'm all in on Russell Westbrook. Don't get me wrong, but I do miss the, that, that dynamic with uh, Chris Paul and James Harden. Um, I'm not over it. Yeah, I mean, I'm really not over it either. It's uh, we'll, we'll we'll dive into that in in a uh, future episode. Um, we're gonna do a we're gonna do some retrospectives uh, in anticipation for the season. So uh, with that said, uh, we're basically this is ending. We're gonna be ending our first podcast with uh, on that on that note, which is great. Wow, that's kind of crazy um, <laughs> in the sense that we are back. I'm very happy to have this platform to talk about sports again. This is something that we probably really need, considering the surroundings the issues of everything that is happening um, with the COVID, like this is something that's very important and we want to bring this to everyone, you know, something that will help bring forward and also add some excitement to the restart of the NBA season leading to the playoffs. That's right. I think uh, this is a perfect time right now. Uh, we, We had many internal discussions, negotiations, contracts, no, nah, I'm just kidding. We just, I just literally, I think I pulled my brother aside and I was like, hey, dude, I think we should restart the podcast. And he was like, yeah. And then he went out and bought a mic. And yeah, here but we are. before I bought it, we had to sign a contract to make sure I get my, you know, like my little uh, things in there. Yes, of course. Like a got... White Claw episode. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> I, 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 just, I just can't. See, these divas, man. You can't. You got, you got to work with them, though. I can't, I can't do a pod without my brother. It's a dang shame. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, like... uh like like what Justin said, we're just here to help kind of take away from uh, the seri- all the seriousness that's going on with the world. Um, the only constant that's always ever existed was uh, sports, and we kind of didn't have sports for a while. But with the exciting um, resuming of the NBA season, hopefully we can kind of bring that back. And we're still a little ways away um, from the NBA season, but I'm hoping that this can kind of be a nice getaway for everybody to listen to if you're going back to work or if you're coming home from work or if you really have nothing to do and you have to quarantine at home you can listen to uh our new podcast uh revamped podcast the uh summit state of mind and with that said we just wanted to thank each and every one of our fans that have been patiently waiting for the return of our podcast and uh we appreciate each and every one of y'all for listening um before we go i just wanted to tell you guys to follow our twitter account it's going to be at summit S-O-M-Pod. I'm going to say that again. At Summit. 
S-O-M-Pod. And we are definitely going to be on Apple Podcasts. By the time we release this Apple Podcast, we will be on there. So go ahead and search us up. It's just going to be, just type in Summit State of Mind. I'm going to say that again. When you go on Apple Podcasts, just go on search and search up Summit State of Mind. We thank you so much. We cannot wait to dive in to the pandemic and the impending return of the NBA season. Next episode, we're going to talk about the seedings and uh, the matchups and definitely with the neutral territory being in Orlando, we cannot wait to return and we're definitely going to talk about it, me and my brother. So we thank each and every one of y'all again for listening and we hope everyone is being safe and everyone is being healthy. Please take care and uh, we'll see you again soon. The Summit for, 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 for Life.